0: Superstar. He is an absolute superstar, Tom Mitchell. Crips at the back. Crips is too good. And near, near, near,
1: yes.
0: Oh, how good was
2: that? Well, we normally we just don't do an intro. We just roll yeah. in. Yeah. So, Howie's meant to have a game of golf today. He's pulled the pin. Bit of rain out there. Are you a,
0: a, do you here? play in the rain? Like, are you still pretty committed?
1: Oh, uh, I do. But if it's quite. Full on rain, I yeah. can happily pull the pin. What's the handicap at the moment? Six. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm re- roughly playing probably three times a year at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> but you can, can hit a ball. You've seen, have you seen? Him play yeah,
0: yeah. Ball? Oh, yeah. Where where's it been at in the past? Handicap wise, I've got ball? down to one before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> scratch golf. That's. <laughs> Are you almost you the it? best in the AFL? From the oh, nah. View, he no, would he'd be out nah.
2: there. Do you know who else is very? Oh, Mitchy Lewis. Yeah, Mitch he was yeah. Mitchy's pretty much off scratch. Yeah, Sicily be off about six. Yeah. There's some correlation with guys. I've just put this together now, but that can really kick like a ball, like bomb it like sixty, and also Hitting play good golf. Because those yeah. three, yeah, I'd say three of the best kicks in the comp. Now mm. he's left foot. Actually, we'll kick in yesterday at trade say. <laughs> His left is unbelievable. I doesn't give him his credit mine. for it.
1: It blew his mind. It's like he's never seen me kick on my left foot before. I was like, mate, can I have your left leg? Like, I'm left footed, but right? actually, so I wouldn't mind that. He oh. was <laughs> lacing him. Yeah. Bruzzy's yeah. always getting into me about he reckons he's got the best right and I've got the best left. So we go head to head quite often. Well, it's Bruzzy good.
0: can bomb a ball Do you as think well. has improved over time. Like, he's. Bruzzy? Yeah. He's right? Yeah.
1: It definitely has. Like, he, there's no lack of trying at training. Majority of he's taken the piss, but he's actually got a good yeah. kick. Like, yeah, he does. He's got a. But I guess it, I reckon the guys who have a, an unbelievable dominant kick. Like ourselves. There's probably a drop off. There's probably a drop off. But Bruz, he's quite capable on the right. But it's just because he's left he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just doesn't look anywhere near as clean.
2: I didn't know. Like, there's so many, you know, when you come to a new club, there's perceptions and things you have of people and observations. And one of the things, say for Bruzz, for example, I didn't know how powerful he was. Yeah. Like, I just thought he was, you know, just one of those real tough guys. Obviously, he's skillful on his left foot, but he's like so powerful. Like he chased down Charlie Cameron on the weekend. No yeah, one does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. and at, yeah,
1: that's out of pure will. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like hates he's just living. a computer, perfect competitor. Like, if there's anything on the line, he's all for it. Like, <laughs> not much on the line, doesn't really care. Yeah, <laughs> like, he'd so, be the best
0: team. He'd be like the best teammate you want to play with, right? Like, yeah. It, well,
1: you've been fortunate enough to yeah. be there as well. Like he's just he will do anything that's required at any given stage for his teammates. I yeah. think. I think he's always been like that growing up. I think even like he wouldn't mind me saying he had a bit of a tough time through school and he's got to like a bit of a manager. He's like, he hates bullies. So now he just, he bullies bullies. (laughs) 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 So he's a great, he's a great teammate. There's a scrap, he's first
2: in, last to leave. So And Braz was captain on the weekend, which says a lot about how much he's respected within the club. Das has obviously done an amazing job this year. And I don't know how... Um, close to the voting would have been. It would have been extremely close because Howie's obviously a vice-captain in the leadership group as well and another outstanding leader for the club, obviously Steele and Tay in there as well. Pendles has been yeah. there and done it all for a decade or probably more, but um, Howie's leadership as well, you know, one of those guys you just gravitate towards, like, you, you know, you feel more comfortable when he speaks up, but, you know, from a selfless point of view, probably didn't mind, you know, that Darcy was, you know, going to take the mantle, even though he could have easily done it.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think there's ever been probably a broader scale of leadership at the club at the moment. I think even yourself coming in, I think like we've had pendles for such a long period of time and I feel like we've actually heavily relied on pendles for such a long period of time. But what that's been able to do is like so many, there's been so much growth with the guys that have been coming underneath him that once he eventually stepped down and wanted to move on and still be a part of the club clearly and where the direction was going, but hand the mantle over, I think there was a number of people that could have quite easily mm. have taken the gig and I said it before, I couldn't be more proud to stand behind Darcy. Like, I feel like mm. as a figure of the club, I don't think you could probably get a better person in that role. Yeah. I know his speeches get praised about flat out. <laughs> yeah, he like, can. On the, I'm probably One of the I'm great with that, Like, I'm terrible at speaking. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start in an Anzac Day speech and he's just... But to his credit, he does the work. He researches, he gets his information and then the way that he executes it's unbelievable. But then you got Bruzzy who's the ultimate competitor. It's like yeah. game day, live action, it's like he's the one that you happily get behind. Tay's probably the same in that boat. Does a shitload of work on himself and personal growth. And then you've got Jamie Elliott as well, leads down the forward line. You got yourself, Sidey, who's just like mm. everyone's favourite teammate. Yeah, he's a, understands he's the, best. the game really well. So I feel like Everyone sort Such of balanced and then other you've got out. the young guys yeah. coming through you've got johnny noble isaac quain or guys like that who pat lipinski like you can keep talking about it mm. whereas like going back not that long ago you're probably like yep there's three guys and that's it yeah but now it's like you share the load probably even share the performance to be honest it's yeah. like we don't win on individual brilliance yeah, but pretty certainly even celebrate even there's genuine yeah.
0: versatility across like yeah. what the skill sets are yeah. and like even like going back to bruzzy for a second like he'll be He'll Feature on here in a, in a few weeks. i get the like Braz next week. The, the <laughs> yeah. Brazatron. Um, well, I love when he calls himself the Braz as well when he talks in third
1: person. Third third person. Bras. Oh, the yeah. Braz can't make the podcast today. Sorry. Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. We need to
0: get Benny Crocker on here too. Crocker's ball. Remember when he. Depends remember when you go back with the flight. What's he, the
1: longest possible podcast you can run for? Because if you get Crocker on, he will not <laughs> shut up. I reckon he'd have some good stories though.
0: Yeah. Stories are all time. He would, yeah. but,
1: how much of them are true? Not sure. Yeah. yeah who knows. A bit of mayo. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: but like Braz, right? Like even before I got there, like when he first came in right and you probably would have yeah. seen it like with like he had his his adversity and challenges and then from where how he's been able to develop himself not just like he was always a competitor on the field and like mm. that's grown but also like his personal development stuff like yeah. I'm sure like to then go out on the weekend and you know being that captaincy sort of spot and be you yeah know, in that position like he's they're cool stories. Oh, I like yeah. to go to look back on. And-
1: he was probably he was probably firstly a few years ago. He's probably like your captain off the field in a different light. As soon as the sun goes down, that's a guy that you follow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rosie, wherever he goes. Getting the slipstream. It's generally a good time. That's where yeah, you go. Yeah. But you're right. I think like he's certainly tipped into the professionalism side of it. He's got his prep as good as it's ever been. I definitely think a little bit of recognition has to go to his missus, Ashley. She certainly kept him in the straight and narrow for large parts of that relationship. I think we have been together for about seven, eight years, and yeah, she's been huge for him. So um, you love to see the growth of guys like that. I've been in the system for like 13 years now, and that's a good part of it. You get to see guys develop, grow, and become better people, and he's certainly mm. one of them.
2: What about when you reflect on your own journey? Starting at Melbourne, in terms of maturity, because I assure you when things are going against you as a club and we talk about it whenever we get lunch all the time, like how tough some of those years were yeah. when you're winning. Like, I don't know, was it, it was a few years you won two games out of the
1: 22? Yeah, so I went through a three-year phase, played every game, 66 games, and won eight. Wow. So we went two and 20, four and 18, two and 20.
2: And as much as you, I assume, want to stay together as a group during that time, like that's got to cause some sort of fracture just because everyone wants the result and you're not getting them. Yep. How difficult
1: was it? Oh, certainly. It's... Easily the most challenging part of my career in terms of performance-wise, I think it's such like the whole AFL landscape, I feel like has changed in a lot of ways where the worse you are, it feels like the more you have to do. Like mm. I, I get that you've got to work hard and mm. I get that. But it's like it seems to be the common theme that the better teams do less. It's like there's more potentially a bit more flexibility in the program. It's like we trust the players to be able to make sure they're doing the right thing. What comes first? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, have to, do you have to play really well and get the success and then all of a sudden you get the slack on the other end and then all of a sudden like you're doing less? Or is it the other way around? I'm yeah. not too sure. I'm not the yeah. answer. But I was like, I oh, know at Melbourne, was like we didn't have any success whatsoever. The days became really long. The meetings were catastrophically long. Hmm. And to be honest, you can't keep 44 male attention <laughs> in one meeting for any longer than probably half an hour. And we had meetings going for like an hour and a half. And it's just like, you just can't do that. But... Like, I loved – in, in saying that, I still had a good time there. Yeah. I made some unbelievable relationships. Chipper but, like, but Yeah, Chipper <laughs> was one of them. I still speak to <laughs> him regularly. But yeah. um, we've all had the fortunate yeah, <laughs> part of meeting him. But, yeah, like, I made great relationships. But in terms of, like, performance-wise, I don't think I was ever going to get the best out of myself staying there. Like, I chose to leave in 20, the end of 2015. Still the greatest decision I've made. And the club facilitated the trade, which is great for me. And like, you know, look at what they've done now. They've made an amazing turnaround, had mm. success. I think there's only maybe two guys that were there when I was there, like gorney and Tommy McDonald, I think. Like, so large turnover in the AFL. But yeah, it was certainly hard. I've spoken about it before. I used to speak to my parents like every day. And then there'd be like six weeks I haven't called them. Just because like, what am I going to talk to them about? I was almost too embarrassed to even speak to them that we're going that shit. I was like, I've got nothing positive for you. Like, yeah. so yeah. But on the other side like when we won it was like probably like we won the granny <laughs> and then when we lost it was kind of like fuck. it was like the world was going to end so it's like yeah. and i rode that emotional roller coaster for a few years and it's certainly not good for you how
0: many how many coaches did you have during that time Obviously, yeah so a lot including of interim so yeah. i had
1: five coaches in five years yeah so dean bailey was the head coach when i got drafted unfortunately got the chop when we lost 187 to geelong um then so that one who, down
0: and down at did yeah yeah
1: todd viney took over then it was um mark neil neil craig took over and then rusey for my last year
0: five coaches I, in five years and then i got
1: out of there and then funnily enough i think when i left rusey had 12 more months to go and then then goody took over and he's been there ever since and and done a good job how yeah. did
0: you see like you know from each of those different coaches their different strengths and and yeah, it was,
1: was like I got like I got along really so well with Dean Bailey and I actually found that like even like we lost by 30 goals. Like yeah, you feel like something's potentially gonna happen but we actually weren't that bad. Like we just had a horrid day. Like that year and Geelong that Geelong team was pretty special. I still got the stats in my phone from the game. Yeah, who who turned it on for the Cats? <laughs> Stevie J. I still remember poor Colin Garland played on him all day and Stevie J had 37 and kick seven. And yeah, that was just day playing. Day. that was just playing half forward. That's <laughs> like yeah, a video game. All their yeah. mids had thirty and multiple goals. Like Tomahawk kicked five, Cam Mooney kicked five. Like it was just an absolute train wreck. Yeah. And um, I kicked one of our six goals. Jimmy Bartell went and booted out of fullback, kicked it into me on the mark, and I just kicked it back over his head. <laughs> but your spot was safe for the next week. But that what? day, but that like that year, we weren't that bad. But yeah. we obviously lost by thirty goals. The club felt like there needed to be change. And then from there, Nildy came in. I felt like he was almost set up to fail a little bit because I feel like he was, he was told to come in. Like, I, I heard great things when he was development coach and assistant coach at Collingwood. Um, worked really well in the development space. Came to us and I reckon he, he was told to, like, really have a crack at us and mm. hardness and get us going. Like, almost like treat us in a pretty negative frame of mind to get the best out of us. Like, well, that's not going to work for anyone. Mm. Maybe Jack Viney. Because like he just he just thrives in any conditions. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can tell him he'll anything, go. and he'll Get still it. he'll still perform. But for a lot of us, it's like yeah, there wasn't much positivity coming our way, um, and the results probably speak for themselves. I think you got to, as a collective. We didn't quite click, and we weren't really all aboard of where that we'll go as a club. And mm. yeah, the results. I think as soon as Neilie took over, yeah, we went. He, he, that was in that 10 year, we went two and twenty. Yeah, we lost like five or six games by hundred. Like, Essendon, 150, North, 140. Like, when teams are, like, doing that, yeah, that's pretty concerning and alarming. But you can understand, I guess, with the people in charge,
2: I guess they don't want to relinquish the control because they think they're doing the right thing. It's with probably, you assume, good intention to, we need to work harder, we need to be harder on them. Yeah. But that probably, you know... Through your learnings, you, you're probably saying that it's probably that probably caused more stress, more tension. Yeah. couldn't go out there and play with any flow, yeah, worried about mistakes, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of contradicts a little bit, doesn't it? It's it's uh, <coughs> quite the polar opposite. Well,
1: we were, we were remarkably fit, like, we were one of the fittest outfits in the comp, had to have been, like, we were doing we barely to t- running we pre Christmas, yeah, like, pre Christmas, really long pre seasons, and I don't think. Even going back, well, that's not that long ago, but game plans aren't certainly laid out the way they are now. They're s- certainly a lot more simplified. Um, well, I know, I know ours is anyway, but um, and it kind of gives you a bit more of a narrowed focus in terms of what you needed to do. I just don't think back then we had a real clear vision of what was expected as an individual and also as a collective. And But then Rusey came in and it was all D. It was just pure defence. Like You keep teams under 12 goals, you're going to be in most games. And to our, like, to the boys' credit, like our defense definitely picked up. We weren't winning as much as what we'd like, but our defense definitely picked up. And then obviously Goody took over and had his own philosophy and, and turned the joint into a positive way. And you know they've clearly been one of the better sides for quite some time now.
0: And you were mainly playing for up up forward at that time. Yeah, so I played I played hundred
1: games on the dot. Probably first four, probably first forty games I was forward. Yeah, 50 games, and then I went and played defence for about the next 45, 50 games, and then I finished like last half a dozen games as a forward. Yeah. And then yeah, I was like at the end of that year, they pretty much knew that I wasn't going to be there. Um, we had a conversation in the year that yeah, I was pretty much ready to move on, go somewhere else, and try something different. And um, Collingwood were more than happy to take me, which was good. Yeah. yeah. The
2: versatility is something that's pretty last well, exactly. <laughs> go like goes yeah. go forward. <laughs> You know, kick goals, goes down back, does what he always does. I was actually watching a few Jeremy Howe highlights on YouTube on the way in and watching some of my favourite hangers. Where lot lot did you drive from, WA? Well, yeah, exactly. It was a, <laughs> lot, it was a long time. <laughs> WA and back. A lot of them were against Melbourne. That was one observation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One was on Tom McDonald, who yeah. you mentioned just before.
1: Yeah. One that probably doesn't yeah, get back shown Back-to-back.
0: Um, Queen's birthday.
1: Yeah. Were they? Was, Speakers, that, was that your yeah. days it, the Jeremy Howe? <laughs> no, it was back. I know because one was on Tommy the 2017 one and then the next year was on Christian Petrucca. Yeah. 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 So there was the same spot. Yeah, the There's a the mark against spot. Andrew
2: Embley though. Yeah. So hopefully we can cut this up, but how he's actually running running back with the flight. It's like you remember AFL Live 2004 where you could take hangers <laughs> on anyone. You could be facing hey, the wrong the way. best year yeah. for AFL. How lot. good's that game? We'll get to that. But <laughs> you yeah. submit... You just had to run in the wrong direction, not look at the ball, and take a hanger either on midair or on
1: someone when yeah. you're not looking at the ball. That's pretty much what Howie did. That was right in front of MCC. I remember. Yeah. That. Jumped off. It's the, the, the only mark I've pretty much taken jumping off my right leg. Really? I spoke to Andrew Embley in an interview on radio, and I told him that I was like, "You're the only bloke I've sat on jumping off my right leg." He goes, Is "That meant to make you feel better." <laughs> <laughs> Probably makes it feel worse. Um, but yeah, that was that was a good catch. Um, the mark of the year that was on Heath Grundy, wasn't it? Was it that? Was that the yep. one that won it?
2: Yep. I was in the crowd that yeah. day, it was at the SCG, that was yep. a good one. It was almost like that one, he almost just like held you up there he just did. to give you a bit more he hang held time. Me there
1: like that. He like looked at me. Like you like could have had a
2: latte while you up there then come back down and take That was kick. one
1: where I was like, I generally don't think I'll go for too many unrealistic ones. Yeah, that one I was like, I got up I was like, shit, I've gone early. <laughs> <laughs> And he just held me there. I was like, oh, oh, I might as well glove it while I'm up here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Imagine oh. how good it would be to get that high.
0: I'll tell you what, mate. I'm more interested in <laughs> the amount of times you've been robbed of Mark of the Year than the <laughs> times you've actually won it. Yeah. Like, uh, there I, was I reckon a, there's a, there was a, stat was that a handful came out. that you haven't <laughs> yeah. won it that you should have. He's yeah. had something Sorry. like 30, like over
2: 30 <laughs> nominations. You know they do Mark of the Week? Yeah. It's almost like it's expected. So, well, we,
1: he'll do it again anyway. So, we won't give it yeah. to him. <laughs> a, there was certainly one robbing, but... In 2012, (laughs) 2012 was the year, I think, yeah, I had my greatest influence in the air. I had like 12 Mark of the Week nominations or something in one year. That's crazy. And that was back in the day where no one would check me because no one gave a shit about what I would do. Yeah. So I got a free ride all the time. So after that, you kind of got wary and blokes started shutting you down, but probably took too many good ones in that one year. Have you ever taken one? Uh, Yeah, in under
0: (laughs) 10s. Footage? Yeah, yeah. we could get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came from about 10 deep as well. So I don't know <laughs> yeah, if it was... Uh, there's not much hang, hang time going on. <laughs> I've always
2: wanted to. Like, oh. you know when they get their specy bags out at training? Yeah. And I'll... You know, we get them out in our fundamentals, which we do at the start of training sometimes. And I'll get up and take, like, what I think is a decent clunk. And I'll turn around and all the boys are just pissing themselves at me. Just no. laughing. <laughs> I and mean, are like, is that actually it? <laughs> I'm like, well, I felt like I was pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No airtime. The
1: hype's good early days, but, yeah, I'll certainly it gives you a little bit of a buzz but yeah haven't taken one for a while
2: <laughs> and so we, we better touch on it because i know it's been uh getting a lot of traction throughout the year with the arm injury yeah we've had quite similar injuries even though different parts of our body but yeah in terms of how severe the fracture was that was another one i was actually on the bench when that happened but how high you got was yeah. ridiculous and just it was almost like a perfect storm for everything to go wrong like I, I think you said the lights were in your eyes so you didn't know where the ground was yeah um the angle that you hit stengel on meant that your body tilted really fast yeah it felt like it happened so quick but what was your recollection
1: yeah pretty much that like i i was on jezza cameron he was lengthening to the golf square and saw stengel pop out from the middle of the ground i was like well he's jeremy cameron is not getting the ball if stengel doesn't get the ball so i was like i'm going to make the play on stengel so i just left cameron squeezed on stengel i was going full tilt like it was. a sprint and i jumped i was like i had the fear i was like honestly if i jump straight and need him in the back of the head i generally probably would have cracked his skull yeah i chose to turn my body anyway i was like whether or not i was yeah i felt like i was going to protect him by jumping on the side but what ended up happening? I mean, you go to the side you kind of lose your counterbalance if you're jumping straight up i feel like i'd be able to hold myself straight going to the side flipped over and then yeah, like i said i kind of the spotties that go around the g especially above, like MCC, I kind of just got caught like straight eye in there because I dropped the mark, which I should have held anyway. And then I flipped upside down. It's one of those ones where you're like, fuck, where's the ground, where's the ground? And when I look to find the ground, i just get like that green black blur. Like when you've been looking into a light and then you look at something mm. else, you get the big blur. Mm. So I put my arms down thinking of, yep, there's the ground, it's not. And then obviously relaxed. And then that's when I've hit the ground and it's just like, my elbow tried to dislocate. So that's when I broke two bones in my elbow, didn't dislocate. So the next thing that gave in was my forearm. And it just, I heard the pop. Mm. And then when I hit the deck, I was like, I'm holding my shoulder. Cause I'm like, I was like, fuck I was dumb AC joint or that's mm. the bit that's hurting. And then until the point where Bruzzy came over, he was like, you'll be right. I was like, how are you? And he goes, oh shit, like, and looked. And then I was like, what? And I looked down my arm and my arms like that, but it's bent on a 45 facing like the bench Mm. and at that stage i probably went into shock Mm. and you'd be able to vouch for it but then once that moment hit like the pain i've never experienced anything close to it in my whole entire life like no way yeah it was like i know what the pain was like but it was honestly like someone had a blowtorch on the inside of my forearm and just wouldn't wouldn't let it go like it was just so hot and i was screaming jesse cameron actually came i could hear him you'll be be right mate you'll be right i was like Fuck no, yeah. I'm not. As long as the first you didn't time, where feel I was like, it
0: for like the first, let's say, 15, 20, 30 seconds or something, where like you're like you looked, you thought you you got your shoulder, yeah. And like, oh shit, that's sore. But yep. Then so you didn't actually even realize. I didn't the know it snapped my arm.
1: Like thing. I, because I was in that handstand position, and I felt like I felt, I heard the pop. Then I was like, the first thing is like you'll see in the footage, like I'm holding my shoulder, like screaming. Cause like i've obviously did my ac join the incident and that was pretty painful but then when i saw my arm i think that's when everything kind of hit me all at once mm-hmm. i was like okay well maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the issue Why yeah. <laughs> it probably, probably, yeah and then yeah that next half an hour was easily the most pain i've ever been in like i got the whistle but i didn't yeah. want it it yeah. just made me real heady like i was like shit didn't take the pain away have you been able to re-watch the footage well nah yeah. not really yeah. like nah well Coxie – no, it wasn't Coxie's um, potty. It was uh, – they showed it on 360 in like a split frame. Right. And I saw one photo like where I'm laying on the ground, my arms bent. And I was like, oh, I can't see that. I yeah. can't, don't want it. And thankfully like when it was broken, the bone was sticking out the back. So Bruzzy saw that because he came from that direction. And the bone was hanging out the back. So I didn't see that. Mm. Thank God. So yeah. So I was actually I was, have just
2: passed out. I was on the bench, and obviously there's a stopping play because Howie's just in a fair, bad way. out of the skin. Well, out, out of the skin. skin, and
1: that's how obviously he got the infection.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. Because it the Yeah. I remember
2: running on and about to go up to Howie just to check on him, yeah. and Brus came to me and said, "Don't, don't go over there." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, well, that sounds pretty serious." And then we all sort of huddled up. Everyone eventually went to Howie. Let let him know that we were going to be there for him. But um yeah, when one of your teammates says that, you know, and I've been through it the exact same thing. Yeah. Like I've i've relived that plenty like um exactly what you said i remember when i broke my leg at training were you at the hawks then? no nah. no nah. um same thing i heard a massive like clunk it was yeah. like it was the same noise that you would make like if you hit a cricket ball yes the cricket back for six yeah like a massive like, yep. like yeah like that yeah i heard that i was like what, the, what is that and then laying on my back looking same thing legs on a 45 foot's facing the wrong way and it was more the reaction of everyone else that put me yeah. into shock. Yeah. Because they, I remember the physio coming over. Bart got there in about yeah. ten seconds. He goes, "Ah, oh, shit!" And the boys are like, <laughs> the boys are like swearing and running off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well now I'm panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how I'm it, gonna it, lose like, my leg here. How did O'Brien feel? As yeah. As, well. Yeah. Yeah. Big Timmy. It wasn't his fault, but um, he's got strong knees. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> he's got strong bones, stronger than mine.
1: Yeah. Certainly. Like. And then, yeah, I think it the, the worst part was like when I saw my missus and that come down and see yeah. me. And like, there's just like a, I don't know whether it's just like being like a, an athlete or being like, you feel like you're so, you're unbreakable to feel so broken at one time. Like, yeah. you're just kind of like, fuck, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. And then, yeah. And then obviously having Xander as well, that's an element. I was like, thank, I was like, I look back at it, I look back at it, and I was like, in the time, I was like, nothing worse can possibly happen to me right now. I can't do anything. Mm. But then I actually thought about you, I was like, at least it's not my leg. I was like, I can walk around, I can like be, feel like I'm somewhat mobile. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yes, it was my arm, but then the infection was way worse than probably the incident so, itself. So what happened
2: there? So obviously dirt's got in, yeah. into your body. Um,
1: you went into surgery that night or the next morning? So I went into hospital that night, but then, nah, just put like a temporary cast on Yeah, and then bandaged it up or they pulled my wrist straight so the bone would go in. Yeah. That was the traction of the leg. I was on about my seventh dose of ketamine, I think. Yeah, wow. In there. And then I was just like space cadet. Sidey came in and saw me. And he still reckons to this day was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. You're
0: a fair way in the (laughs) hole. Just any time
1: time, they go, you ready, Jeremy? I was like, yep. And then Sidey's just like leaning forward. Uh, uh, Just like waiting for it and then you could see as soon as her thumb moves, my eyes rolled back and it's just like bang, straight back on the bed. I
2: had the same experience with the whistles though. They did nothing for me. Yeah. I had three whistles, did nothing. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if you had this feeling as well, but when they traction your arm in your case, leg in my case, I could feel uh, my leg bone, my tib and my fib clunking around together and sort of bang because they're they're so loose. I could – any little movement, you could just hear them. Is a
0: stinging feeling? Like what's the actual – Mine was like, like a lies. deep,
2: like this, deep like ache, like a most painful thing by far I ever experienced. It was a ten out of ten pain. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, mine was just a burn. Like honestly, it felt like someone was like I was getting branded on the forearm. Like it was just, <laughs> and my le- like it just sent me into a shudder. Like my whole body was shuddering. Yeah. And post X-ray, and that's when I didn't because I I just assumed I was like, yeah, I've broke my arm, but then I didn't realize how much shit you got to break for your arm to be bent like that. <laughs> it was just like, so, I obviously had the two snaps just below my elbow, and then another two inches down, there was another two snaps. So, if you think about it, it's like, like I had to get an x ray. Yeah. It was like, look, if I learned to lift my arm up, it would just flop straight down. Like, there was just nothing in there to keep it mm. at what, like. So, yeah, the that was kind of like when I was like, after I saw the x ray, I was like, fuck. And then it's like, you kind of don't want to move your arm because you don't want anything to like click or mm. anything in there. It's the worst. And then thankfully, you get knocked out relatively quickly, and then the pain meds are through the roof. So, Once I got into hospital, I was fine. Did you experience
2: um, any... I remember when I was on all these strong pain meds as well, I was almost hallucinating, which meant I was sleeping really badly and I kept replaying the incident. So I remember numerous times, it was after I'd left hospital, back to my house in Richmond where I was living at the time, I reckon it happened for a couple of weeks where I would visualise or pretend, like be dreaming I was in the incident, wake up and do that, grab my leg like that, and just be like... It was weird. It happened for a couple of weeks, and then once I got into a normal sleep routine, it went away. But I'm not sure. Did you experience any of that?
1: I didn't. Not not the hallucinating part, but I certainly, I've certainly dreamed about it. Yeah. Like relive the traumatic incident in a dream, and you wake up, and you're like, and then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. And then I guess like yeah, it's similar things like yeah, traumatic. Like I spoke to Jackie a little bit about it. Yeah. And it's yeah, they're obviously just moments in time that obviously affect you mentally just as much as physically. Mm. And you think about it for a fair bit, but thankfully, you know, Andrew you did a hell of a job. Shout out. Shout
2: Opie. out. He's, he's got Put both of us right. <laughs> Mate, I, I actually don't know how you've done it to get back so quick because yeah. never said it to you, but I was like, it's going to be bloody tough to get back. Well, that was like, the to original. Play, to, to play at all, but then to get
1: back yeah. as quick as you did, I'm like, I don't know how you did that. Original prognosis was probably don't think about it. Like, yeah. don't, don't, you don't want to rush it. And then I was of the mindset, I didn't really know what it was going to look like, potentially coming back or whatever. But I said I said to the club, um, and I said, to like, flying that, like, I'm actually going to treat this injury with the respect it deserves. Like, generally, if I get – it's probably like a lot of us. You get injured, you're like, I need to get back as quick as I can, regardless yeah. of what the cost is, yeah. I'm getting back. Perspective changed a little bit. Obviously, chilling out at home with my wife and kid, you're kind yeah. of like, you know what? I was like, I actually want to get it right and I want to do it properly. The infection came, which – it didn't. I don't reckon it. Del- it doesn't delay the effect of the bone healing. It obviously affects you probably more mentally. Yeah. And it was probably more the fact of laying on a bed for two weeks and not doing anything. How decondition your legs get straight away? Like, like literally, I managed to walk from the cafe, from my room to the cafe. Did that three times in two weeks. That was it. Yeah. So like trying to get back into run, like you're feeling like you haven't, you've never experienced running before in your yeah. life. Like you yeah, run like. Yeah. 10, 100 meter jogs and your calves blow up that far. And, and even you you can't probably
2: the initial stage, that walk to the cafe, you would have probably been fatigued after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that was, just, that was just grim itself. Like I just felt, I've never felt lesser of myself. Like you walk down, I had like a blood bag, like a blood vac hooked into my forearm. Cause I was having surgery every third day with yeah. the clean out. So I've had four surgeries in 11 days. Yeah, so I was
2: fortunate, I didn't have an infection.
1: Yeah. So like when I came out, you try to get the swelling down, then all of a sudden it was like if you feel like you're mobile enough you can go for a walk. So I was like, go down cafe, I get myself changed. I'm pale as pale as, my eyes are sunken. Like I generally look like I'm recovering from like, oh like I'm a drug addict. Like yeah. That's what I felt and look like. Do you lose a lot of weight. Lost like seven kilos. Yeah. I remember you and come then, to the club really skinny and pale. A pho- <laughs> I was like, get some sun. There's mate. a photo. There's, there's a photo. That, I reckon the club oh. even put it back. I was wearing a longie. <laughs> <laughs> but then like i look like a full look like casper like i was so white i was just like this is not this is not good for me at all but getting back to the 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 recovery stage i was kind of like yeah like just make sure you give it time and see how you get and see how it feels and then yeah all of a sudden like i actually spoke to the infectious doctor um last week because i'm off antibiotics i've been on antibiotics the whole year ever since surgery because of the infection and because the metal's still in and the plan was to stay on them until the end of the season, get the medal out. Yeah. But then I had an episode where my guts just couldn't handle anymore a few weeks ago. Ended up in hospital, and then I was like, Nah. I was like, That's it. I'm going to stop taking them. Yeah. So then you get into this uncharted zone of like, Okay, well now I don't have protection against a potential infection again. Mm. So I'm thinking, Well, what's going to happen here? Like, Am I going to be okay? Yeah. Felt amazing. So now I'm like, I'm through the, like I'm through into the clear. So it's like the chances of coming back now are pretty much nil. Yeah. But, yeah, like, and even chatting to him, he's just like to think that you've played seven games, eight games already, plus you've potentially got another four or five to go. He's yeah. like, I never thought you'd come yeah. back at all.
2: But even the way you're playing as well, like yeah. you probably don't get enough courage for your pure courage, like yeah. just in general, the way you tackle, <laughs> your attack on the ball, air or ground. But you're going full tilt as if it. It doesn't even phase. you. I remember there was that one game, I think it was at the Gold Coast. Yeah. I came up there. it. do you remember it at halftime? I, oh, like, I, I was like, I was like, Harry, that was the exact same incident. I know. How good's that for your confidence? He's like, mate, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> he
0: wearing Were you wearing the sleeve at that stage?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Steph Curry called the
1: Shooter that? sleeves running all year. But yeah. um it
2: just hasn't converted to the basketball court at the club. Can't drain a three, but you know, it looks good <laughs> on game day.
1: You know I'm a good shooter. <laughs> 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 I, was like, I just can't play one v one. If anyone someone defends me, yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll corner, just tap corner out. But I was like, I'm your genuine shooter. If you want me in your team, put me in the court and I'll just sleep. You start Coxie. who
0: would start in the starting five at Collingwood? Uh, would you it make would be, the it'd be your Pen, Pendlebury, Wilson,
1: Wilson? I think you'd have. I think Cox would play. You'd have to start him. in oh, there. I'd like
2: to come off the bench. I wouldn't have a starting role. Yeah, we, we were chatting the other day because we went to Venezuela versus Australia. One of the pracky games was a blowout. Yeah, and we got some real good basketballers, like really good. I we're think like, Brussie would be on there. He, can play. He's just a dog on shoot. defense yeah. and he can shoot. <laughs> like yeah,
1: um, and then yeah, it's up Coxie for to height. height.
2: Booker's puts. Darcy Cameron puts plenty of time on court. Yeah. He's putting the work in. But we we'll we having a laugh about, like, I wonder how we'd actually go against, say, Venezuela. Like, could, could we yeah. put up half a fight? I reckon you could, actually. Yeah, I Huge go. call. Yeah, massive call.
1: Pendle's actually shits me because he doesn't try and he's so good. Yeah. Like, you could ask him and he'll tell you. But, like, today, like, we're in doing a bit of recovery. And get a bit of one v one, and we just get smoked. And it's like I will just walk off because it's not fun for me. The best part about
2: when he gets on those roles is he's got Billy Frampton as like his bunny at the <laughs> club, and Billy is happy to just go and play defense. And Pendles just does moves on him for about twenty minutes. Billy, if you if you score, <laughs> he you does. Get the it, ball. He loves to. Oh, so yeah. Billy's just happy to just it. you know learn, yeah. learn his craft, and Pendles just <laughs> puts all sorts of moves, puts him in the blender we call it, yeah. and just makes him. But uh, I'm not
1: sure if anyone spends more time on their handles than you. On yeah, their it's, a, it's quite handles.
2: a bit. It's quite a bit. I'm not
1: sure. Do you try emulate Curry's pre, pre-game up? A little bit. There's a fair we've, bit we've of it. We've spoken it about up. this
2: on some yeah. of our pods. So I find like like obviously doing touch and that is good for your yeah. feet. But I find if I'm just doing tram tracks and touch, I get so bored. Yeah. So I'm like, how creative can I get? Mm. And obviously you've seen some of the stuff I do. It's, yeah. it's so different the way yeah. I prepare. Whether I'll get basketballs, tennis balls, soccer balls, juggle footies, do a mixture of everything. Because yeah. I, I would find for my brain, that's what keeps me energized to keep wanting to go to go back to do it. Well, I think <laughs> it
1: was like, it's a good, even a good point of like, because everyone you go to is like, all right, boys, go do a hundred trammies. Was yeah, like, it's so boring. How good, can do that you get you at, how good can you get at trammies? <laughs> it was like the difference between being average and being great at trammies, I don't think it's that different. Yeah. But doing something else that stimulates or challenges you in a different way. It's all, like all coordination is, at the end of the day. That is 10 times better for yeah. you yeah. than doing fucking hundred trammies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but you do watch some of the stuff that Steph Curry does. It's... Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Because there was a video that popped up the other day. It's Luka Doncic at the same training camp as Steph oh, Curry. I he's, reckon I've seen it. How yeah, far off he is. He can't do it. And he's blowing <laughs> up. He's like, I only need one ball anyway to score 50 <laughs> in the game, <laughs> which is fair.
1: Because the good thing is, like, we come in, we always go to the club and then walk over to the ground. Mm. And you just be walking in. Titch is on the sprung. He's <laughs> two basketballs and a tennis ball. Lock, and a few of the boys around. will be taking videos
2: of me around the corner on snapchat and posting in the group i'll get back to my phone all the boys crying emoji <laughs> oh, he's back at it again oh the, the
1: best one is like speaking of that i was like oh, i remember it was like we had whether it was a half day or something we were in there for not much time yeah and all of a sudden it's like i've left i've gone home doing whatever it's like five hours later five hours later i get a snap from tay and it's him on the sprung floor just punching touchy out playing basketball. i was like why is he still there that's so, so that's one thing how he loves is that like in what i do there but he also loves i don't know if you've seen it but
2: i've got this ability to do imaginary commentary which it comes out in certain situations
0: while you're juggling while? No, well, you're I probably, probably could
2: but like oh. it came from so i've got a mate who can um it's always fun when you're having a couple of years but he can create an imaginary horse race. Everyone puts the name of a horse in the hat oh. and he'll read them and he'll just go make it like a race oh. and it's that entertaining. And we've converted that to doing imaginary footy commentary, which normally ends on how we've gone up for a hang, dropping it, but then oh. someone else picking up the scraps and kicking a goal. And it's how his favourite thing. So on WhatsApp, yeah. I have to send him one every week. Yeah. And if, if we get to Wednesday, he's like, mate, where, where is, is it? It? Where is it? Yeah. it gets
1: me up so much. It's just like... I don't
2: know if I've got the confidence to do it on air yet publicly.
1: It's just like there's... There's like delay there's suspense there's just like the way somehow just normally normally mitchell in. kicking it straight up the chimney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just, some, it's just some of the things that he oh, says like good. um oh i don't know that's just kind of my humor it gets yeah. me going and it's, if i don't get my weekly fix yeah i'm coming for him
0: well, i was gonna say like with um like health and wellness and on a more broader spectrum right like both within the afl environment and then outside like how have you seen that progression and that improvement within like a sporting environment across your career with like taking care of player well-being like yeah. both physical mental um you know cultural spiritual like a, on a whole broad sort of spectrum how have you seen that
1: that sort of well that space couldn't have had any more investment over the last probably five years i don't reckon i think even like aflpa you always get quizzed about what's the most important thing and what we want to invest in and it's always like mental health your mental wellbeing as players. Like, old school mentality, you should be, you saw, you're you seen as an athlete, you competitor, that's it, who cares, you'll be fine. Whatever, you, whatever you're doing, don't worry about it. Just as long as you perform, that's it. Whereas, it couldn't be any more different now. It's like, you, just, you invest just as much as your mental health as you do as your physical. And clearly, they go hand in hand if you're feeling if you're feeling great about yourself, you feel like you've got your life in order, great balance on and off the field, there is no doubt that your footy will speak for itself. Mm. There is the odd occasion where people are really struggling and they still find ways to be able to perform. That's pretty, a bit rare. But I think like the way we've got um, player development managers at the club like obviously do an amazing job in that space. We've got full-time psych at the club, um, Jackie Louder, who she works with Storm, been in successful environments that Clearly does work in small groups, but also you've got the pathways to go see it individually, to kind of get your own plan in place to be able to make sure you're fully prepared. On that broader scale that you're talking about, you're not just an athlete. You're like it's such a small increment in your life, and you've got to get so much other things right to yeah. be able to be there. And I, I think perspective for me has been great, even having starting like a small family. My balance has probably never been better. I think. I love footy, always have, always will. I feel like I want to go into coaching when I finish. I love it that much, which some people are like, you're fucking mad. But mm. I love it. Mm. But I also can't wait to get out of there to go spend time with my family. Like, that's just what I'm all about. I was like, can't wait to hang out with the boys and go have a few beers and enjoy myself as well. It's like, if I was fully just invested in, like, 95% footy, I think I'd be a shit bloke. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think I'd be that good a value away from the club because like, I'm just too headstrong around footy. Yeah. So I feel like balance is super important. I feel like I've got better at that. I was no good about it early. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's like, yeah, like for young players entering the system now, like does it, almost it has to take until you've had 10, 11, 12, 13 years in the system to actually gain that perspective? Or do you reckon like there needs to be even more done for like yeah. young guys going through the system almost to learn to drive their own like because now you've got that perspective right yeah. you've had hardship injury gone through different stages at different clubs where there's been loss and success and yeah to actually get that perspective like it's just it, I,
1: reckon it's it, I reckon it used to be like that for sure yeah. i reckon young guys coming into the club are encouraged to make sure they got all their stuff off field in order just as well as what they do so you get an individual development plan for your footy stuff purely but then you've also got a player action plan away from the game.
0: So so that's to actually make, action that, or I reckon yeah. it takes yeah, even longer I think you to, have to learn. Action. In theory and understand, yeah, you have to learn yourself because like, I think all well and good, yeah. right? But it doesn't get. It
1: looks good on paper, but I feel like there's an accountability piece that's probably getting pushed a bit further at the clubs mm. these days to actually follow it up. Like yeah. I can be, I can be the greatest off-field guy by writing an action plan off-field and then not and then just put the piece of paper in my locker and not do it it's got to mean enough i feel like you've, you potentially might take you some time to figure out where your avenues yeah. lie and what you feel like you want you're passionate about away from the game that might take a little bit of time but a lot of guys obviously still study coming into the mm-hmm. system you hopefully don't think that they just drop that they might so they might get drafted and then all of a sudden they have got a passion elsewhere but i feel like the clubs are definitely encouraging guys to be able to do that but also accountability is where they're following up regularly mm-hmm. to make sure that those things are aligned and not just forgotten about and just worried about later because, yeah, the reality is what is an average three years in a system and mm. then you're out. Lucky enough to be able to play a little bit longer if, if you are lucky. But, yeah, so I think it's important to not forget about what you're doing away from the it's game. It's a tough
0: thing, like, when you go through even high school and, like, like, and while you're doing that, you're playing footy or you're trying to hone in on your craft sport-wise and you can have, you know, and we all know individuals that, um, and we've probably had this feeling ourselves at different times where you drive so hard for something for you know 10 to 15 years growing up and then you get to the top level and you might only have two years mm-hmm. and then you're done and it's like well geez you can understand why the I, balance is out of whack initially it's, it's a hard one right as yeah. it's the time yeah. that you've spent doing something and predominantly that's where your passion and your energy is gone you want it so for bad a long time and then you only yeah. get maybe yeah. a few years if you're good enough and it's like all of a sudden you go from being really strong in your own local environment to then the afl everyone's at a very similar level yep. it's like you've yeah. it's almost sometimes we we lose that understanding or that expectation that that's what it's going to be like so you got to keep continuing to get better you got to stay back like a Tom. Yeah. you know at the club a few hours after doing your craft you've got to like yep. to actually it's one thing getting drafted yeah, and being on a for a list, but then to actually like make a career out of it, like is yeah, is oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I like, think
2: it is. Back to answer the initial question, I think it is something that's learnt through experience and over time. Because as a young player, like you said, it's your passion, it's what you want to do, and I feel like as a young player, you have to invest. The ones that invest the most, like you look at say Nick Daycost, it's yeah. like well, no shit, he's the way he's going. Like he just gets mm. it. Yeah, and I think over time, like he'll learn the balance, like we all have. Like you know, we we've all now got things outside of footy that. We Love probably equally, and but I know for me personally, it's taken a long time. Um, a lot of extra touch sessions over the years, but finally <laughs> in a good spot. But um, Howie actually hasn't tried the super boost yet, so I reckon it's probably yeah, well, time I to mean, convert another.
0: I was gonna say, th- yeah, these are these are pretty healthy, which is good.
1: Well, I see him yeah. around a lot, and um, none have managed to make their way to my front door, but um, <laughs> could be a slab, could be a slab. Yeah, thing. I, I think thinking, so. I was like, I know the boys rave about him. I know you. Isaac Quain or whatever he's drinking, I'm more than happy to uh, have a sample yeah. of. Him. It makes you look like it makes you look like, you look like yeah. him. What's your I'm favourite off. colour? <laughs> yeah.
0: He's in serious, some serious shape, isn't he? Can we crack these oh, open, Flipper? Um, yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh, he's
1: he's like best in the, three of the club. myself. Well, he's up there with the, obviously with the fittest, but like he's the quickest, most right. powerful, powerful the gym, and strongest. Yeah. He reminds me, honestly, he's like of Colin Sylvia in terms of like what his athletic capabilities would be.
0: What's your favorite flavor if you had to pick out of? What flavors are we running blueberry with? blueberry grape beer with the blue, the strawberry watermelon in the red, and then the orange mango.
1: Without tasting him, I feel like strawberry watermelon
2: would be me. Right-o. That's my number one. It is? Yeah. So Q's been, I was chatting to Q the other day actually. So um, he's been. Do you want the blue or the orange?
1: Um, I might go with uh, blue. If that's all yeah. right. Just cause you're holding it. Yeah. yeah. So it's obviously, um, it's obviously, so this is probably a question without notice. Cheers. cheers? Yeah. Do they need to be shaken?
0: Yeah. yeah sh- shaken, not stirred. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just run with that. Stir with some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> What's the slogan um, on the barbecue shapes packet? Um, um,
2: bake, not fry? Is that yeah, yeah, is? yeah, yeah, yeah. You need one of those slogans.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so how, Do we do that the same thing? Bake, not fry? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably spoken about it numerous times, but I, I specifically don't know. How's it actually going?
0: It's going okay. Yeah. It's going. Oh, it's going well. I yeah. mean, it's like any startup. It's, um, you know, it's just still in a real growth and building phase. So, you know, these uh, these drinks you can now find in in Seven Eleven, which is great. First yeah. impression. Um, it's
1: quite. Cool. I honestly thought because I assume it'd be healthy. Hmm. Generally, the, take, the, taste, the, taste, the taste drops. Yeah. yeah. Correct. But that is. That's a, the main that's a thing. Strong taste. It's good, isn't which,
2: it? Yeah. Fam. And like nowhere near as much sugar as some others, but um. Yeah, so you've got your Brazies, your Quainers, your Dacos boys, Guineas. They're the boys that I always see drinking it around the club.
1: So it's a genuine sports drink. That's
2: what it, it is. is. Sports yeah, hydration. It is. It's
0: sports hydration with, yeah, I mean, a heap of electrolytes, low sugar, which yep. is good. Like, this is the thing, like, when we try and look at, all right, what's the big vision and the ultimate, like, mission behind it? It's yep. like, you know, built by athletes or built by, you know, people that... Um, take care and are passionate about like how they want to perform and how they want to go about what they're doing from a day-to-day perspective right and like yeah in a traditional sense um it's built around sport and and what we do in that space um but you know more holistically as well it's like all right the the purpose to create better health amongst Mm. yeah you know our our society as well you see obviously a lot of different food and beverages from that point of view um they might taste really good or whatever but they're probably not healthy for you or they're really functional um and have great ingredients but it doesn't match you know from a taste profile yeah people aren't just gonna gravitate towards it and it's not an attractive proposition so So all
2: of the australian boomers boys they're on their camping cans it's been a great last few weeks yeah yeah i think patty Patty mills mills
0: joe engels yeah yeah so um that's it's great like having those the those guys and their teams look at this and go you know what this also, is
2: also I, I like the idea of an australian product like, like yeah you know homegrown i
0: like that yeah
2: i actually haven't tried the the prime ones yet that obviously get up a lot of publicity but also, they are yeah have you well oh, logan
0: paul and that mm-hmm. yeah YouTube. yeah i mean I look those guys like from a marketing perspective right like they've, they've done everything right right yeah you know? yeah um i've you know get to get you a few it's boxing no surprise or something. yeah get yeah profi- i need to get, a get your profile up <laughs> oh 100 yeah i just need to stack on a few kilos, <laughs> oh, yeah, a few kilos. <laughs> get Mick from the club to <laughs> have isaac quino's power and like, <laughs> 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 um yeah i oh, mate. look there's there's gonna be you know brands like that 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 come and go right and they and they've done really well right they've they've um popped the cork and you know from a from a commercial point of view they're, they're very strong what right, do they sell but, per bottle it's like, uh, is it like yeah. 30 bucks or something? well yeah on, on the black market it's yeah probably 50 odd you know 100 bucks but you know they, the thing is right <laughs> it's these these brands or something like that will you know we're thinking it, it'll it'll come and go but with something like with super boost it's like we go about it in a way that's focusing on the longer term and trying to actually yeah. build mm. and work with people around yeah. us more sustainably to go all right well how do we actually have a brand like this become a Gatorade in 20 30 years how do we still see it actually being somewhere yep. you know yeah. I, like I'd love to you know the end goal of this is to go all right when I'm 50 60 I can still grab one of these off the shelf like it's still this brand so yeah like that's like I go, wow, that's that's cool, and I'm not a part of it anymore, but I still see it. Yeah, you know, whoever's running the show at that stage, yeah, like, wow, that's that's you've got the feed up somewhere, and and all my mates go, you know what, yeah, (laughs) you've been bought out by Gatorade for 200 million. (laughs) (laughs) We can all have these (laughs) ones in Hawaii. We can all have a beer, and then the next day we'll just roll around down to down to you know Seven Eleven or Coles and grab one and go, oh yeah.
2: Well, there's a Seven Eleven just down the road as well. I might grab a few on the way out. Yeah. Or, yeah. I've been doing that by the way every time I fill up petrol I buy a super boost.
0: do you? that's yeah. an easy one yeah. Right, you fill up your car yeah. and you got to go have you got money probably...
1: left after you fill up your car?
0: oh uh, yeah it takes a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable seeing how expensive <laughs> it is it, it is. is it does sting you
2: but uh, it's always sort of in the sports sports section at the back sort of back left area of the, the blueberry
0: grape and the strawberry watermelon in there at the moment and then the rest of the, the flavours will jump in but it's like it's like a it's like a footy career like i Mm. I look back and go well it's like building you try and build a team you try and get everyone to work um and build that rhythm and that dynamic and alignment with what you're doing and you're going to have your setbacks and injuries and like with us you know those type of things it's uh you know issues with some you know production or you know bottling issues or things that are you know um, trading terms, or um, trying to acquire another customer, you got to do the work. You got to mm. do the work, but sometimes you'll be you'll be hamstrung, or you'll get um, things and setbacks and that sort of stuff. But it's it's the mindset like that yep. goes across everything, whether it's elite sport, whether it's business um, relationships. Like there are that's life. As soon as we're born, and we you know not, you what, it's <laughs> not about getting philosophical here or because <laughs> yeah. sometimes we like to do that. But what we need it's to a struggle, with, right? But it's Super fun.
1: boost can probably branch out. I know it's got heaps of goodness in that in it, but I need something that's going to guarantee me to get me out of a hangover. <laughs> is there something that, yeah, that could would be, a that look, would if be good? Boost can get me out of a hangover. That would
2: be good. And we might have to get well, your let's boy put Xander to you. Maybe <laughs> a chocolate we'll get you a box, <laughs> and you, you let me know
0: if it gets you out of the. <laughs> okay, right, Um, in your bye week, let's <laughs> try <all> that. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, your boy Xander as well. Young, how old is Xander now? He just turned two, so he's just we talked the other day. He's just discovered chocolate, oh. so every time how we get home. Greatly kid. Normally it's like Dad, how are you? But now it's chocolate. <laughs> is that chocolate. first thing he is said. It? So we need a chocolate flavour for Xander, and we're going to oh. drop a box of that off to him, okay. and then a box of uh yeah. strawberry watermelon to Howie. Pick That's him up I from got daycare. I was like,
1: how's your day, mate? He goes chocolate cake. I was like, <laughs> what? <is that? laughs> Ch- oh hi Chocol- Dad. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Good mate. No, it's awesome. Have a good day. Good. <laughs> <laughs> night, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just look at the wife and I was like, is this you? Have you been giving him chocolate on the side? coming from favourite parent.
0: Jeez. What? Yeah. How yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, I guess you'll find out in the next few years. I wonder how that's gonna go and the balance between like, all right, giving them real healthy stuff, but also yeah. trying to- Giving them oh, superfoods first, giving them chocolate <laughs> cake. Is that where you're going with it? Yeah. Gen- generally, generally, the, first, uh, treats later.
1: generally, the wife's all over it. She's got, I've got her a thermo mix and she makes like raw desserts and-
0: Raw cacao. And healthy at healthy chocolate.
1: And he generally, generally chows out down. So he's satisfied with that. <laughs> but the other day I was like- Can't chew. I was like, I feel bad. I was like, I'll, I'll expose him to a Tim Tam. Oh. Gave him that, and it's game over. Yeah, he just lives in the pantry. Yeah, <laughs> I actually on. live in the pantry did too.
2: Does he snack, <laughs> did he, did not he snack more than me you. and bras at the club? Oh, actually, no. let's finish on this. I'll let you tell it because I know you want to tell it. This I'll can see, be your this can be your moment, and then we'll wrap it up. It's been a ripping chat, and let's just end <laughs> so on this because this is another one of Harry's favourites. It's obviously
1: well known. Titch loves a snack. I don't know. Maybe it's I not used well to get cold snacks. Yeah. So
0: why? Actually, I want to know. That after just, oh, we want to, we need a <laughs> well He's just forever on the tube. Well, I'll give like,
2: you the short answer so that we we, we'll, we can get to that. But a basically, chew and I just like, for you? Yeah, correct. <laughs> Simply like snacks. That's all there is to it. Nickname snacks. But is it shapes Sydney. or is it like TV snacks or is it like tiny teddies, barbecue shapes? Oh. Sort of grown out of it, but like <laughs> was operating in a good you know good boxer day of age for a while there. So nickname
1: nickname snacks. So anyway, we we're sitting on the. Sitting on the plane, I think we're actually going to, might've been the, might've been the Gold Coast game. It was Gold Coast or Port Adelaide, one of the yeah. two. It's travel game. <laughs> Tish has obviously been having a bit of a chew on the plane, but then he decided to doze off and have a snooze. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. So anyway, so I'm just, I was, I'm just locked, I'm just looking at him while he's asleep. <laughs> and he just like that, like fully out. And then he just wakes up, he's like, but before he opens his eyes, his hands in his no. pocket, he goes, unwrapped. <laughs> And just starts eating and he's just like eating and his eyes are still in a haze and he's still half asleep but he's just chewing down this muesli bar. Well, he's like half asleep. So he's like, before he's even thinking about oh, I don't about really anything, remember it. I think I was half asleep. It was just so natural. Before anything, it's already like half a muesli bar in the mouth before he's fully woken up. And I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I pissed myself laughing. I haven't seen the footage yet. Yeah.
0: It was one of the greatest things we have ever seen. That's how strong the subconscious is. Yeah. yeah. You, you've just been doing <laughs> that. you, that think the you eight, waking yeah. an Athlete
1: body knows when you've got to refuel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, refuel with a packet of shapes.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. it was good. It was, it was one amazing. of the greatest What's your favorite 20 titties? Honey, uh, honey, chocolate. Yeah, honey, um, remember honey. they had those chalk, um, like the half ones, like the chalk yeah, yeah. covered Chopping ones? Yeah, oh, that was amazing. Barbecue flavored barbecue
2: shapes. Best snack though. Yeah, personally. I'm more of a nacho cheese guy. Are they the purple box? No, nah, green. Dark, green. Dark
1: green. Oh, they're just oh, the, the, the first ones l- ever coming You like the pizza ones, right? Pizza you ones are good.
0: Wait, dark blue is nacho cheese. Pizza's purple. Chicken Barbecue. creepy. I was about to go the chicken creepy route. Yeah. But what about Cheddar? Ch- cheddar? That's yeah. yellow.
1: Cheddar's a poor, poor choice. Yeah. Anybody who yeah. has a Cheddar, not a fan. Question marks.
0: You like them? Actually, uh, I've had Cheddar with hummus. <laughs> <laughs> odd. That's, that's not surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, we better it wrap does. it up. How are you?
2: Thanks so much. You're a bloody legend. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Um, Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, looking forward to what's ahead for us this year and beyond. So. Uh, enjoy some uh, chocolate cake when you get home tonight. Chocolate cake. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you're a legend, each.